Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off, plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hi everyone and welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. It's um, club preview again and it is myself, Ali Pearson, who is hosting tonight. We have a full cast tonight, all the lads are in tonight. So first of all, it is Scott Carney. Uh, well, you're, you've got your um, Manscaped t-shirt on as well. As always, mate, I always support the, the official sponsors of um, Club at 22. Uh, yes, they've got Manscaped.com. Use 20%, use code club at 22, you get 20% off. I'll do your job for you, Ali. Don't you worry, son. Uh, but yes, no, good to be here. Looking forward to um, the game on Sunday now. So, yeah, cheers. You also get free shipping as well. You, you also get free shipping. Now. Yes, you do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was me listening there. And we've also got Ryan as well. How are you How's there, Ryan? How's it going, boys? Happy Friday. Uh, I've just about recovered uh, from the information that my son is now. A size six in Santa Claus will be having to buy adult football boots for Christmas this year. So I've just about picked, my, picked myself up off the floor after that one, but glad it's a weekend. Looking forward to this tonight. And last, but very not least, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Gemmell. <laughs> How are you? Hi, good evening. Yeah, I'm very good. Ryan, as you say that, I mind oh, when I was young, when we went up to an adult boot, see the, the jumping price when you were getting a pair of preddies back in the day between child size and adult size, oh, that was ridiculous so I, I feel you, for you there They better, better make it, that's all I'm going to say Well, I'll I quickly this score, very sidetracked very sidetracked already this but uh, I remember saving up money when I was younger to buy blue Edgar David night boots, right, I was so proud of them I like played boys club football and then played pro youth and uh, you had to, your boots had to be spotless so first night got them 
Brought him to training, go back in, gutted man, the worst back to being absolutely spotless. Left him in the kitchen, come in in the morning, the dog had ripped him apart into absolute pieces, man. And I was devastated, absolutely devastated. I saved for ages for the boots. Oh, yeah, still haunts me that. Yeah, I think everyone had a pair of predators back in the day, to be honest. But, um, aye, anyway, this isn't a show about talking about football boots and stuff. We'll, we'll move on to the good stuff, which is um, talking about Rangers. So, Obviously, Ryan, you went on the show last night. It was um, myself, Scotia and Carney. We'd done a, a live YouTube stream, which was quite good. A lot of the guys were in it, so we kind of debriefed the game quite a bit. Um, what was your reaction from last night? I was pl- I was pleased to be the team played, but I think, firstly, the, the opening the opening ceremony of the, the Festival of Lights by the Union Bears was a great start to the game. I'm a, a fan of shithousery, as you know, so that was a good bit of shithousery for Union Bears. And if there's a, a better ultras group out there than the Union Bears in Europe, I'd like to see them. I thought that was brilliant at the beginning of the game. Uh, shoved it right up the authorities in Leon for that s- scandal that happened with the tickets. In terms of the game, I thought Rangers played well. I thought it was like it was played in the, the kind of fashion of a, a pre-season friendly. It was quite experimental with the team selection and both teams kind of passed the ball about, held a bit of possession, but didn't really have a go too much. For, for in the Rangers side of things, I think there's a lot of positive and negatives with Rangers. I thought um, thought Kent was a man of the match. As I, I think I sent a message on the chat last night. I thought he was man of the match. I thought the ball that was played over the top and McLaughlin come rushing out, he probably could have done better, but Bassey's recovery for that, to his positional sense, to make sure that we recovered from that and didn't concede. I thought he was great last night. Kamara was brilliant, obviously, with a goal, sending the boy to the shops and setting right up. Wright had a good game. A couple of negatives. I think I think it was quite a bit of a learning curve for Patterson. I think he had a hard game against the boy. Is it a Camby, you call him? The boy on the left-hand side. He looks a bit of a yeah. player, but I think Patterson found it tough against him. But he, he is a good player, but like I, I always say, I think it's... It's a learning curve for young players and they're going to have a bad game. And I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but it was definitely a, cha- a bit of a challenge for them. But overall, I think Rangers made a good show for themselves and played some nice football at times and looked a bit more like the Rangers we know in Europe. Yeah, I was I was talking to a guy who worked today about, about pass and especially that the last seconds of the game, which would have been very Rangers to concede at that point, to be honest. And I, I, I think you'll learn from that. Don't fuck about with the ball there, especially at that time of the game. I know it's a dead rubber and all, but um, I think you'll 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 learn from that. I do agree with that. Um, Scotia, obviously, it's kind of nearly twenty four hours on for the game. Have you had any further thoughts on the game or changed your opinions on anything? No, my thoughts are still the exact same as they were last night. It was like Ryan says, it was yeah, fairly kind of easy, comfortable game. As I said last night as well, it was a enjoyable game to watch. What you said there on Patterson in that last wee minute, I didn't mention it last night, but I did think at, at the time when he had it, all the kind of angles to pass get narrowed in. So there was some good defensive work closing in, and like the players that Patterson could have actually played it to and kept the ball ticking over. Um, but yeah, like Ryan says, he'll learn from that. And then I quite liked um, Gio's interview. Um, after the game, where he was asked about, um, does he feel sorry for Boss? Obviously, really good pals with him and <laughs> knows him quite well from his Feyenoord games. And Gio, in a roundabout way, really just said, no, it's all about the Rangers. 
Yeah, no, I did. I, I listened to that as well. I sent. I, I did like that comment from Bronkhurst, and that's that's things we like to hear. To be honest, um, Carney. Obviously, we, we debriefed the game last night quite a lot, so I don't really want to go over old ground again. But the one thing that pops up, which we discussed before the game, um, obviously in the group chat and obviously after the game, and again, he was asked in the presser today, is um, is your man Ryan Jack? He was asked in the presser today about Ryan Jack and basically from what, reading between the lines, he's pulled up. He needs, they need to go and investigate it and, and see what the problem is. But as we all said last night, I think it's a bit of a worry. Well, it is a bit of a worry going forward and um, he continually breaks down Ryan Jack. What's your, what's your thoughts now after hearing uh, Gio today on it again? Well... <clears throat> The, thanks for coming to me for this, mate. I really well, he's your man. He's your that, man. Yeah. So I thought um, I'd give it to you. Obviously, from the press conference, he was asked how he was. He he was said it was a training exercise, and then he was asked if it was long term, and he was like, "I don't know." And immediately, there's just a lot of bells ringing in your mind, going, "That's that does not sound very good at all." This is um, this is such a shame. For, obviously, for me because. Ryan Jack's my boy, yes, but it's such a shame for Ryan Jack. He has got to have worked so hard after all the surgery that he went through all last year to bide his time to take it slow to come back. And obviously something's cropped up. Now, we don't know the detail of the injury. It might not be anything to do with the injury that he got the operation on, but either way, for Gio not to confirm that it won't be long-term and basically say he doesn't know, which means he's going to go for other tests, etc., etc., it's... Really not looking good um, for Ryan Jack, and it, it's a shame. It is a real shame. I think he deserved another crack at the whip uh, after the kind of rehabilitation that he's put himself through in terms of getting himself back to match fitness and getting himself involved in training again. But now, yeah, it's um, it doesn't look good at all. And uh, yeah, obviously you said it last night, mate. So I'll be kind of painting the wall again with what you said. How long do Rangers persevere? Because he's probably on a not bad wage. He's no, probably not a high earner uh, in terms of the, the, towards the top end of the earners at the club. But you can't just persevere with somebody that's just going to constantly break down with injury, um, which is sad. It will be sad. I hope I'm wrong. I hope my, my fear in the worst doesn't come true. But from what you said, it's not looking great. Yeah. Ryan, I mean, I... I did say last night, and I didn't like saying it, but I did say, as Carney says there, that there comes there comes a point in time where you need, you need to cut ties. We can't have players constantly injured all the time, and Ryan Jack is unfortunately falling into that camp at the moment. What's your thoughts on Ryan Jack going forward? I was concerned when he didn't make the beginning of the season. I think the target was for him to... To start the squad at the beginning of the season, I was a bit concerned that he hadn't. And Gerard was asked about him throughout the beginning of the season. He said he's not too far away from getting back with us. And the longer it went on, the more concerns I had. I think it was the Livingston game that he wasn't in the squad for. Am I right? And we thought it was maybe due to it being the, being the pitch. And maybe that's been a good decision for him not to be in the squad. But now it does look as if he's... I mean, he's, he's had a few appearances... As a sub, but he's maybe just not recovering. The body's not reacting, or the injury's not reacting the way they want it to. So, aye, that is a huge concern, and I'm I'm gutted for Jack, and he'll be 
he'll be on the floor because he'll have worked so hard to get to where he is right now. But it is a concern, and as Carney said, how long Rangers persevered with him, I don't know. You, I mean, we're at December now, you probably just say to him, like, get to where you can for the rest of the season. We'll, we'll take it from there and we'll revisit it. But I'm very much doubting that Ryan Jack's going to be a long-term Rangers player now. Yeah, Scotia, it's um, it's not good signals coming out of the range at the moment. I, I didn't take a lot of positive signals out of it. Obviously, you're a man that's quite positive on this podcast. Can you um, bring some positivity to it at all? Well, I'm keeping perhaps falsely optimistic, but I'm keeping optimistic. We didn't get given the 70 to 10. He'll be, oh no, he's out for 70 to 10 days. That was always a good flag with Gerard. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously if it happened, if they pulled up in the, the last training session before we flew out to Leon, Gio's probably not had a great deal of time to sit down with the medical staff and discuss it. So I'm hoping that it's not an injury to his previous injury and it's maybe just a wee knock, you know, take pulling a like, dead leg or something like that they can if you get that and during training that can put you out the game for later in you know the day or the day ne- the next day so um, I'm hoping it's that so I'm going to be a wee bit more optimistic because I really want Jack to be in that first team um, so yeah I'm just holding on to that for now until we get some more more kind of definite answers back from Gio and then one in his future press conferences yeah, well, we'll end on that optimistic note from Scotia and Ryan Jack. So hopefully, hopefully it's true with Scotia, and hopefully it is just a knock, and we see Ryan Jack um, soon. Hopefully, but um, I moving on. Obviously, we we touched on the teams we could get in the well, last thirty-two, or it's uh, it's more of a playoff to be honest now in terms of getting to the last sixteen. So I know we all kind of said the teams we would prefer, but I mean the teams we can get were Barcelona, Dortmund. Leipzig, Porto, Sevilla, Sharif, Zenit, and Atalanta. Um, obviously, Carney and Scotia and myself all kind of had our say of who we wanted. Obviously, you weren't there, Ryan. Who's um, who out of that list is the one you want? And I kind of know for the group chat earlier on what you said, but um, I'll let you tell everyone on this who you want. Aye, it's mostly yourself. I think it was yourself in Scotia. I think it was last night that said, I don't want this to get teams we've already had. Like, I don't want a Porto. I don't want Zenit either. I, I know Scotia said maybe a bit of revenge against them. Nah, that's... It wouldn't feel like revenge if we beat them. It would, it would, need, to be a, it would need to be a Europa League final for, for us to get revenge on them. I want Barca or Dortmund. I wouldn't mind that, Atlanta, just for the Italian trip. But... I was in Barca and, like I said in the group chat, I think that was 2007, something like that. It was Walter Smith anyway, and I was over for that trip, and it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And Catalonia Square was just full of Rangers fans. I think it was like 15,000, 20,000 of us. It was like it was roughly the same a year. I think it was the end of November, and it was like 30 degrees, and it was just such a good trip. The Rangers played half decent over there, and obviously most people get into the stadium as well, and it, if we can get them, I'd be delighted. I want to see a big gun at Ibrooks now. Um, I've enjoyed the Europa League. It's been a great campaign under Gerard, and and we've obviously Gio's taking us through through the next round here. But I'm, I want to see a big team now. I'd like to see even Dortmund. I'd like to see Big Haaland running about Ibrooks as well, just to see a bit of quality. And yeah, the threat there is that you're going to get beat and you're going to get put out. 
the probabilities there that you're going to get put out, but it'd be nice to see a top quality team at Ibrox again for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I, I think I think every Rangers fan wants. I mean, they are all big teams, but a big name, if you know what I mean. We've played big teams in Europa League, Benfica's Poros, but in terms of a, a glamour name, i.e. a Dortmund, a Barca, I think that's what we're all wanting. That's what we're craving, even if we do end up getting humped off any one of them. But um, that's what we want because it feels like a Champions League game. So, yeah, we'll just need to say the draws on Monday. So I take it we'll all be tuning in to see who we get. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I'd just like to... Ali. Yeah. Can I jump in on that draw? Because I was looking through it today. I seen a tweet that Barcelona had put out and then I looked into UEFA's rules. The the Spanish teams can't face other Spanish teams. So you've got Real Sociedad and Real Betis in there as seeded okay. teams. So Barcelona and Sevilla can't face them. So it kind of it's that way that it makes it more likely that we could get Barcelona or Sevilla. And then it's the same okay. with the Italian teams and it's the same with the Portuguese teams that are in seeded and unseeded positions. Go, what about the um, what about the Scottish teams? Oh no, there's only one of them in that. That's right. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> about that. I no, bet I, get, I, I bet I bet Carney, they get nine points. Remember? Oh, did they? And they and, <laughs> the, and, the, and the the goals and uh, yeah, no, we won't we won't start with that. I uh, enjoy the Vauxhall Conference Johnson's Paint Trophy. Whatever the hell in, but, um, I, no. I, anyway, moving on, lads. We're not here to talk about them, but moving on. Um, I just like to throw up. A wee thing, which I thought was a good one, um, the thirty-first at Ibrox, which is Hogmanay. Obviously, the the Rangers B team are playing Celtic, and it's at Ibrox, which I thought was quite a good one. Hogmanay during the day for me is a bit of a dead rubber. You're kind of waiting for later on at night to, to have a bevy, but the Rangers B team are playing Celtic at twelve o'clock at Ibrox. Tickets are ten pounds for adults, five pounds for kids. I did see today they're also doing a hospitality package for £45 plus VAT in the Waddle Members Lounge or Club 72 as well, which I thought was quite good. Um, Scotia, obviously, we've been a B-team game before. Uh, Do you think this will attract a good crowd? Yeah, I think so. Because if you remember back when you had the, the Glasgow Youth Cup, that used to attract a really, really big game for the final, or a really big crowd for the finals there. So... Yeah, I think it will. And like you say, no one's really doing anything during the day in Hogmanay. You're just you're just preparing. So no, it's that that when you mentioned that that you were going to discuss it, that kind of yeah, tickled my fancy. It's something potentially you could do. And um yeah, I mean the B team are playing really well. They obviously beat that Bulgarian outfit, or maybe it's the under 18s a wee bit young. Some of them from the B team and some a bit younger. They beat that Bulgarian outfit and now they're into the, the next round of the UEFA Youth Champions League. And I was having a wee look at some of the teams they could get. Club Bruges, Atleti, Dortmund, Inter Milan, Dynamo Kiev, Villarreal, Sevilla or Chelsea. So any one of them is going to be a really good test for the youngsters. Yeah, I just, it flashed up just, I think it was earlier on this week or last week. And I just thought that looks quite a good game. It's a good game that time of year. A lot of people are off to bring young kids to as well. So yeah, Ryan, obviously you've probably seen it as well. Um, Will you be making a journey to Ibrox on the 31st or have you got other plans? No, I'm certainly considering it. I think it's exactly what the West Coast of Scotland needs is two old firm games in two days. Potentially a club at 22 uh, Christmas night out, that could be. Uh, Christmas <laughs> day out. 
Um, I, I think I'll end up at it. I don't have the boys um, that day, so I could definitely be at it. And I've not seen uh, the B team at all, really. And I've, I've read a few reports on them, so I'd quite like to, to catch them. As long as it's not a day where it's absolutely hammering the rain, I can see myself going along to that, maybe having a few pints and a day of not driving to Ibrox for a change for me. So I, it does interest me to go to it. And I think the, I think the prices are fair as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a, a great opportunity for fans to get along to stadiums. You see, fans with kids as well get them along to the game. It's it's a brilliant opportunity to see the see the B team. Yeah, and it's 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 a Govan Sandy Jardin stand that, that's open. The the front and the, the the rear, the whole stand is open. Um, if you want to get tickets, they're on sale at the moment. Um, Carney, obviously, the last B the B game team we went to last time was um, before we played Celtic. And we know how that game went. We actually beat Celtic, so maybe it's an omen. I know you're working that day, Carney, but if the rest of us can go, it could be an omen in terms of we play Celtic a couple of days later in the main event. Yeah, the only true worker on this podcast. Yes, I am working. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it should be a half day kind of on, on Hugby, but I'll still not probably be away in time. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, I kind of feel sorry for the pubs down Page the Road West because they're in for a long day. Um, on, on that is a very long day for them yeah no, we did go down we, we were looking for something to do the, the day before the last old firm Scotia said he was going to be team game and me and you decided to take the drive down to the Barton Stadium and it was a good it was a good experience it was good but the, the team that were playing Vela, Leitham or Leithen whatever they're called um, they were not a good team at all really not very good uh, genuinely think one of us could probably get a game for them but the quality of some of the, the play was good and it's good to see these youths come through I think the opportunity to go to, to Ibrox to see a, a, an old firm for a youngster and just to experience it for the first time with kids as you said Ali a lot of people in Hogmanay don't do very much they just kind of sit about wait I've never been a big one for um, the Bells I much, much prefer Christmas but um if I wasn't walking, I would probably consider it. Um, I don't see why why you wouldn't go. Um, it's very fair price to say I'm, I'm kind of adding what you used to say. And to be honest, if I wasn't walking, I'd be thinking I'd be spending £45 to go to hospitality, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the hospitality, I kind of looked into it briefly. And I mean, for somebody that's maybe always wanted to do hospitality, I know it's not sitting in the boxes and stuff, but it, it's it's... It's the, for forty five quid plus what I think it's it's reasonable to be honest. Um, you've got the bar, you can have a bevy. Obviously, Scotia, that's good for us. We like a bevy, same with Ryan. But um, it's it's tempting at that price to be honest. And yeah, I, I could what possibly you, see. What do you get it? What do you get at that time of the day? At hospitality? Did you get a full a full you, breakfast or something? No, you get you get. It says it says you got like breakfast rolls to start. So you get you, you uh, arrive there in about just before a little. You get breakfast rolls at Bacon Rolls, Rolling Square Sausage and all that. Um, you get refreshments at half time, pie and all that. And then you, the bar is a cash bar, which you need to pay. That's not inclusive, which is after for an hour as well. So it's, it seemed pretty decent for the price, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it's, um, I, it's one I'll be I'll be looking at for possibly the 31st. <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled for me, Scotia and Ryan, possibly there. Um, I keep your eyes peeled for me at work. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. I know, I know. <laughs> sorry, can't you love it? No, sorry, mate. But, but no, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on, obviously, to um, the pressers that was today. Obviously, it was um, it was our field was out fairly sharpish in the presser, and 
Van Bronckhurst was a good few hours later. I think that didn't drop to about half four today, the Van Bronckhurst presser. So I only can listen to Van Bronckhurst when I get in. But we'll start in Van Bronckhurst. He was um he basically says Morelos and the main man, Fashion Junior, will join up with the squad. Roof is a doubt for the game, which again, Kamar Roof is um <laughs> injury prone all the time. Can we rely on Kamar Roof? I don't think so. Um but I a couple of quotes. From Evan Bronckhurst in the presser on the Leon game, he said it was a tough match. I made a lot of rotation, but I'm very pleased with the performance. I thought we, we did really well and we left Leon with a positive feeling. We'll be ready at 12 on Sunday. I hope they're bloody ready, Joe. <laughs> mm. I know. And uh, Ryan Jack, as we've discussed, um, he went, Ryan had a problem in the final training session before Leon. Hopefully, we'll join up this soon, but we'll miss out on Sunday. So, um, and he was also asked about the draw. He says, we'll need to wait and see the draw. He says, he doesn't have a preferred team. He was asked, obviously, about the Barca connection. And he said, obviously, we'd love to go back there as well. And as we touched on Nathan Parson earlier on, he, he was obviously asked about Parson. He says, I'm really happy with Nathan. He's a young, talented player. You can see what he brings to the team. I have two strong players at right back. I'm looking forward to develop, developing him into a better player. He puts a lot of energy into training and wants to learn. And he was also asked about Big Bassy as well, who obviously we also had a good game as well. And he went, I haven't seen Calvin play left-back, but I'm really happy with him at centre-back. He's everything you need from a modern defender. We will continue to work with him. And like Nathan, he is open to learning and working harder. Um, and he was asked also, another one, I think Scosh has mentioned this on the pod before, about the... I'm the one you're going Cup, to ask, yeah. Yes, African Cup of Nations is coming up soon. And he obviously says we are aware of it, but he's focusing on the matches at the moment. So you'll, when we get to that point, you'll take care of that. But yeah, it, most of the kind of same questions about Hearts. Obviously, he says they're a good team and we need to be ready for them and that. But it's the same kind of stuff you get for the pressers these days. If you want to go on YouTube, that one's about twelve minutes long. You can you can watch it. But I'll I'll come to you, Scotia first. Obviously, I know the one you're going to take out of that press on terms of the African Cup of Nations. Um, I was speaking to Carney at work the other day and I think Rangers have asked Nigeria if um, we can basically have them for the old firm and then release them. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that we'll probably find out about that next week. At some point, whether or not um, the Nigerian um, FA will allow them to do that because I think Nigeria's first game is on the... Ninth. Ninth. The ninth. Yeah, so it's, so seven days. So they've really, if they're playing, they should really be with the Nigerian squad. But me being selfish, I want them all there, particularly with it, particularly in defence, because um, otherwise, you know, Hellander won't be back for that in time. I don't think so. No, they, I want them, want them staying there. So I'm, I'm glad that um, Mark Dingwall from Follow Follow asked that question because it was when I was preparing today. It was something before the press conference came out. It was something that I was going to quickly mention but given that Dingwall actually asked the question it was good to hear that so we'll I know obviously it's further down the line but we'll just need to wait and see how that plays out but hopefully they'll, they'll be available for selection for that old firm game in the second yeah I mean it's brilliant to say that you've got three players in the Rangers squad representing Nigeria at a national level but when this African Nations Cup comes up you're like oh no because as you say it wipes out one side of our defence at the moment 
and we are very light at defence at the moment. So it is a worry, and you, you would like to think the two of them would let them would let them play that game because it's a huge game for us, and obviously then let them go maybe on the third. So um, I'll come to you, Ryan. Did you take anything from the presser with Gio? I was pleased to hear that he wasn't moaning about the size of some of the players in Scottish football or the fixture congestion that's coming up. Um, as you'd expect from him, Broncos is classy and he's just looking forward to the next Rangers game. Um, glad to hear him say that he's looking to develop Patterson and he was pleased with his performance. In terms of the African nations, I th- I'm slightly concerned about it. I think Bassi Balogun and especially Aribo are a huge part of our squad. How when does the African Nations run till Scotia finishing? About the seventh or seventh or eighth of February, so it's like a month. So the, between obviously when we came back against Sterling Albion, I think we've maybe got two or three league games in there that they potentially miss. Nigeria do as well as people expect them to. Yeah, I think. I've got to be honest, I'm slightly concerned about it. Van Bronckhorst will as well, but this will have been on Rangers' radar for, for a while, so I'm hoping they've got some sort of contingency plan in place, whether it's... I think we can we can replace our Ebo, I don't mean in terms of ability, I mean in terms of personnel. We can get someone in there and enough quality to steamroll a Scottish team, but defensively we are very short if we lose Balogun and Bassey. So whether they're going to get a short-term loan in or someone to just kind of show the back up. But, yeah, there's a slight concern there about the African nations. But, yeah, it's everything I expected from Van Bronckhorst in the, in the press conference. And like like him, I'm looking forward to, to Sunday at 12 o'clock. That's my only thought. Yeah, it is a worry that, especially you mentioned Balogun and, and Bassey, if, if they're missing because, I mean... Carney, I'll just come to you kind of off, kind of, not curveball, but off the kind of pressure in terms of what we're talking about, the two centre-halves possibly missing. It's a possibility um, for the old firm, but I, I can't see it. Jack Simpson has disappeared into a hole somewhere, and we've never heard about Jack Simpson since Gio's been in. He's never mentioned that he's injured or anything, never appears and matched on the, on the bench yet. And do you think his Rangers career is done? Honestly, yes, I do. I think he's working his way to the Brandon Barker bracket of players at Rangers. I think I don't think he fancies them. Um, I, I, I don't want to be too harsh on him and sound like I'm being too harsh on him, but I've not been particularly impressed with anything that I have seen. He's decent enough, yes, but to go into an old firm, not a chance would I be having Jack Simpson at the back. So the the the. The Cup of Nations is worrying. It is a worry to us. We cannot afford to defensively, yeah, we can't afford to have these players missing. And I suppose it's it's the typical the SFA as well that they'll not walk around this either. And it's we have to bow down to their rules, even though we've got players going away to represent that. And I'm not sure how many other players from the league um, are going as well. I'd imagine there's at least one or two that are probably going. Um, so I mean, but the big, the biggest, the biggest ones. Like we, we have to have a defence, and we cannot, we cannot go in with with Jack Simpson. And he, no disrespect to, to like players like King or whatever else, but putting them into a match like that, just kind of out of out of nowhere, is not really 
worth the risk it in my opinion. Um, if things keep going the way things are going, then <clears throat> there's potential for us to be seven points ahead by the time we get there if we win every game. Is this right? Uh, because they've got the, obviously they get the final coming up. Well, so well, just sorry on that, Carney. There, um, I thought their rearranged game would be next year. It isn't. It's actually it the, the spare that no the the week that we've got Dungeon United to the Boxing Day game, which we've got a, a full week to prepare for the the St Mirren game Boxing Day. They're actually playing on the Wednesday night there, so they filled they filled that game in there. Well, that's also good that they're playing an extra game as well. I suppose I suppose yeah. you can look at it that way. Well, that, well, there you go. Then, well, but even at that, it's still going to be quite a critical game. Um, both teams seem to be winning just now, so. Yeah, you want the strongest team as possible. Um, if I need to be pushed for it, if I was going to say they're going to stay or they're going to go, I'd imagine they will stay and then they'll go the following day. I, I just can't see us letting away three kind of two, especially pretty critical players for us. I just don't see them. I don't see Rangers allowing it to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I kind of see it happen. I think they'll go the, the next day, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. Obviously, the the player was, um, was Scotty Arfield, and he was asked the usual questions. To be honest, just a couple of snippets for Arfield's one was he was on about obviously when Broncos coming in, he says the team's more fluid. He's kind of and he was he was mentioned, which we mentioned a couple of times. You know that the new manager bounce. He used the words new manager bounce. Um, he feels he's different in terms of the other midfielders we have. In terms, he can go box to box. He can break the lines. He mentioned Joe Rebo's kind of in the same bracket as him. Um, also mentioned a few other things. He was keep, keen to keep the unbeaten run going. Obviously, on the Europa League draw, he wants a he wants a, a big team the same as us as well. And they also asked him on his contract because I think his contract's up in the summer. And he went, he's um, he's happy here and he's, he's fully focused on the team. And you'll basically. You'll see what happens um, at the end of the seasons in in terms of that. But um, Ryan, I'll come to you. Obviously, we, we talked off camera about stupid questions and press conferences, and um, was one asked to Scott Arfield today? Yeah, it's really challenging question for for Scott Arfield. He's done so well to to answer it um, so quickly. He was asked, um, "Do you feel that?" games like last night benefit the manager and he gets an opportunity to rest players. Well he's not gonna he's not gonna say fucking no, is he? Like <laughs> yes he's had the opportunity to rest players. It's it's like asking him, do you enjoy your salary going in your your uh, bank every month? Uh some of these listen this is how I know, right? This is how I know how much this has annoyed you because this is the fourth time I've heard you talk about this today. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's good. Keep going, Ryan. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, like so, I'd like to say you're the only people I've spoken to, but I spoke to somebody on the street about it as well. Um, I just these guys, these people in a privileged position somewhere. I would love to be and just asking Rangers players or management uh, questions. Just I know they're trying to just get box tech, but just make it a wee bit of a challenge. I'm not saying trick them, but just ask a good question, do a wee bit of research, and it just, it was horrendous. It was, I don't, who was it? Did we say it was Alison Conroy, was it? Yeah. Sure. I thought it was, so but it was, just yeah. a poor, poor question. That's why these, the player uh, press conferences are really hard to watch at times because of these questions. Usually the fan media are usually quite good to ask questions you, we want to hear. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was one that stuck out today. I will go over it. I will go over it. I'll sleep on it tonight. Go over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carney, I, I spoke to you. Oh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago at work, and I was the exact same as Ryan. Somebody asked um, Tav at the time the question: Have you ever experienced when a manager's moved moved on, basically during a season? And I was like, He's been there during Warburton, Kashinia, Murty. That's your one question. And it, I mean, these guys. I mean. These are paid journalists, and they've got one question, and I, I don't know what they sit and do all day. But I mean, I think one of us could sit there and ask a better question. These folk, I, I don't doubt it, mate. And I think the fan media being represented at press conferences now, press conferences now shows that we can ask better questions. Fan can ask better questions. Uh, yeah, I mean. The player ones are always a wee bit difficult because half the time the players do not want to be sitting there having the conversation. They're not really interested in any of that. Aspect. And then you, you put um, players like um, Aribo up who's got like two words for every answer because it's just not his thing and it's not a criticism of him. It's just the way that it is. Scott Arfield is rather good though, at press conferences, I think. I think he speaks very well. He seems like a quite intelligent lad and uh, he, he does speak quite well. But the, the, the daft questions are that you're just like, why ask that? I mean, honestly, you've waited all morning to ask him this question and you come out with just something that's he's going to give you the most generic of answer back. And as Ryan said, don't try and trick him. But, I mean, get him on his toes at least a wee bit and try, see if you can get something else other than... Um, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, cheers for your question. Like, well, I mean, it's it's just it's it's daft. But I I liked um, I like Gio's press conference. Gio is another one that I think he's not deliberately, but he's made the he's kind of made a cautious decision to not try and give too much away. Like any manager really should. I like he, he seems quite relaxed though. Gio, he seems like he's beginning to kind of settle in as well, which is which is good. Um, and yeah, Scott Arfield, as I say, I, I like Scott Arfield. I like the way he talks. I like the way he talks about the football club. I particularly liked his attitude towards the contract situation. He is in the bracket of the older player, if you like, now. And the way Ross Wilson says that the structure of the contracts works, he'll probably fall into that category. Uh, I would be surprised um, based on the way Scott Arfield has been recently. Um, and we all know Scott Arfield, he, he can fall in and out of form. Yes, he's, he can pick up prone injuries a wee bit, but... There is points in the season, every season he's been here since, where he hits about maybe about 10 or so games, where he's, he's great, he really is, and he hits a good, good run of form. So I would be surprised if he does get at least another year at, at Rangers. I think he's up in the summer. Is that right, Scotia? He's up yeah. in the summer as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I like the way I like the way that he spoke. Um, I did. And just quickly, before I forget about it, um, Kamar Roof wouldn't be playing for Rangers if he wasn't injury prone. So you're going to have to deal with this with Kamar Roof. I think, I think that's that's just one of those things. That's the reason that he's here. Um, he, it's just one of those things. Um, you never know. He might make it for the weekend. But Kamar Roof, if he, I, I fully fit Kamar Roof for a full season. Um, I don't know how many goals he would score up here, but I don't think he would be playing for Rangers. The ability that he has. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah, no, I think we've discussed Kamara quite a few times, even last season in terms of yeah, he wouldn't be playing for Rangers if he was not if he wasn't injured at the time. We took a chance on Kamara and to be fair, we've got a good return on him last season with his goals and hopefully this season he, he plays the majority of the games. But I'll just just on Scott Arfield just quickly score. Do you think he 
under Gerard, we never seen him. In fact, there was one pod we did here, lads, and I mentioned Scott Arfield, and he's all turned around and went, Oh, Christ, Scott Arfield, I forgot about him. <laughs> then he just um, appeared again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he looks, gosh, he looks like a guy that's rejuvenated under Van Bronckhurst. And do you think he's a player Van Bronckhurst likes in that team because he can break the lines? I think so. But one of the questions that um, Arfield got asked today, and he he replied, kind of saying, I think we were getting there anyway. Under he, he personally, I don't know if he was trying to be a wee bit kind of politically correct about it and just saying that he thought the Rangers team were getting there under Gerard anyway. But yeah, since Gio's come in, he's, he's been a breath of fresh air. But he was get, starting to get his chance back under Gerard. And if you remember back to last season, the, the exact same thing happened that he wasn't in the team up until Jack took an injury. And then Arfield came in and, like I've said previously, it was tremendous between November and January. Yeah, no, this, this is usually the time where, um, where Scott Arfield comes to life. It was like when we had Kyle Lafferty away back in the day, not the last time he was with us, when he, he came to life in the kind of final six games of the season. Um, so I, I think Arfield will be... Yeah, I think he'll be in the team quite a bit coming forward. I know after after Hearts, we have three home games in the trot, and I, I think he'll rotate a wee bit at that point. So I, I think we'll see Arfield quite a bit, to be honest. But um, moving on, we will um, preview the Hearts game, which is Sunday, 12 o'clock, on Sky Sports. Um, massive game. We've obviously, we've been to Livingston, we've been to Tynecastle, maximum, uh, not Tynecastle, so Easter Roads, we've got the maximum points. This on the long, the, the dreaded December, if you want to call it. Um, this is a hard one. Hearts are going well. I was looking at Hearts today. Obviously, they're sitting third. Played 17 games. They've won eight, drawn six, lost three. Sitting in 30 points. Their league form is, in the last five, slightly inconsistent. Um, they get a 5-2 win over Dungeon United, which was followed up by a 2-0 loss to Motherwell. Then they beat St Mirren 2-0. A 1-0 loss at Parkhead, but they were unlucky in that game, to be fair. That was an offside goal at Dunham, and they, they were unlucky not to take a point there. Um, and then they got a 1-0 win away at um, Livingston, which, looking back in that game, I think they were fortunate to get that. Um, Livingston were very unlucky, and, and Craig Gordon, who you have to admit has had a tremendous season for Hearts this season, um, basically won that game for them. I just looked at notable players for Hearts this season. Obviously, I've just mentioned Craig Gordon. I think he's huge for Hearts. I mean, Celtic must be Celtic fans must be kicking themselves that they let him go. To be honest, because he's behind McGregor and the number two goalkeeper in Scotland. I would say, obviously, John Souter, who have mentioned this podcast, Liam Boyce, Barry Mackay is coming into a bit of form of Hearts as well. It's a guy I speak to work. He's a Hearts fan and he's raving about Barry Mackay. And um, but the, the, the sort of good bit of news is that the guy in the middle of the park, which Scotia Spirit pronouncing <laughs> his name, um, Benny Banagimi or something, um, he's actually that's adult, even so worse he, than I usually pronounce it. I like, <laughs> tried it. Sorry, sorry, Benny, if I got it wrong. <laughs> but um, no, he's um, he's actually injured to the to the new year, so that that's a big loss for Hearts. But um, yeah, I'll come back to you, Scotia Hearts. They're, um, I wouldn't say they're a dark horse this year, but coming up from the championship, they've um, they've, they've done better than I thought. Hearts, to be honest, I knew they would be top six, but um, they've got a good team. Hearts. 
Yeah, Robbie Nielsen hasn't played well. What I would mention actually as well is um, both Hearts and Rangers are um, clubbing together for um, motor yep. neuron disease this weekend for um, obviously Marius Salutskis, um number 26, obviously played with Hearts. He sadly passed away from MMD and then obviously we had uh, Fernando Rickson as well so we'll be wearing like a number two jersey and there's like you've seen people like Doddy Weir um, you know this the rugby player that he's suffering from it at the moment there was um, David Hagen who played for both us and Hearts as well that that's a, a really horrible illness and disease you know and we've, we've witnessed that with Fernando very recently um, so yeah I know they're going to be around about the stadium with buckets and stuff for collections and if anyone isn't going along to the game, there is um, a text message that you can send to seven zero double six zero, and it's just Cure MND, and that's a five pound donation to to the MND charities. So thought it was important yeah. to mention that. Yeah, no, I, that. I, I, yeah, no, that's I, I knew about that. Um, that. That's good that you actually mentioned all that, Scotia, and, and you gave all the information. That no, that's a good one. Obviously, Zaliuskas played for us. Um, under McCoist as well, back under the banter years, if you want to say. I, I thought he was almost a decent centre half. He probably had his best years at Hearts, to be honest. Um, but no, it's good for the two clubs to do that beforehand. And um, um, yeah, obviously, I think we've only got 1,000 travelling fans there, but Hearts, I think, have sold out pretty much their full stadium, which is fair play to Hearts. I mean, you look at the other side of the city in Edinburgh, and Hibs are not an embarrassment for selling tickets. And um, I knew Hearts would sell their tickets, so fair play to Hearts. Um, Ryan, what are you expecting from Sunday? Great catch from Scotia there about the motor neurons disease uh, charity. So I think um, that it's going along. I'm not, I didn't get a ticket, but um, it's going along. If you can afford to, certainly dig deep and, and get some money in those buckets because it's a horrible disease. It's obviously affected a few of our players, but it's just, it doesn't matter what colour, what. What team you play for? It's it's a charity that we need to we need to get behind. Um, and in terms of the game on Sunday, I always fear Tyne Castle more than I fear Hearts. If that makes sense, I think Hearts always seem to be a team who play well against the old firm if they get the first goal. And I don't want you never want to concede the first goal, but it's very much like the Hibs game. I don't want us to concede the first goal on Sunday. I think if we can get the first goal, we'll be on the front foot and we'll be okay. Hearts are doing exceeding expectations. I think their fans' expectations would certainly exceeded with how they're playing this season. I mean, they're only five points behind high flying, in form, super duper best team you've ever seen in Scotland, uh, Celtic. So they're obviously doing very well this season. And Robin Nielsen said, you can tell with their confidence. Robin Nielsen has said in his press conference today that they expect to win. So that, you know, what they're going to do, they're going to come at us on Sunday. So it's going to be a difficult game. We need to be on it. Um, but I'm confident. I, I think under Gio, there is a, you're starting to see a difference and you're also starting to see the players buying into it. Now, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I think it'll be a, it feels like a huge game. You know, you get these games and you just know they feel big in your season. Sunday feels big. And if we get three points, you'll be ve- I think we'll be very satisfied if we get three points and it'll set us off on the right foot into this a festive period, but we've already got a couple of big results. I do feel that Livingston and Hibs were both banana skins and let's just keep it going and, and keep that momentum going and if we can win on Sunday, then yeah, we'll, we'll be in a very good position. Yeah, Carney, I mean, I, I think it's a critical game for Rangers. I think if Rangers can get maximum points on Sunday, 
we then roll into the three home games, which I know it doesn't all go, go like this, but you would expect Rangers to take nine points at home. You would expect it. So it is massive. Obviously, Hearts nicked. I thought they nicked a point I was off at Ibrox. I thought Rangers played well in that game, but obviously we couldn't take our chances. Um, what's your thoughts on the game on Sunday? It will be a tough game. I think I'll agree with Ryan. It feels big um, before I carry on. Scotia, well done in mentioning that, mate. MND um, is something that's happened in my family, my stepdad's, my stepdad's mum. So uh, a very good shout, mate. And well, well remembered to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, in terms of hearts, I mean, it's, it's always a difficult game. You, you never really know when, when you go to the hearts. We don't really... It's either... I mean, we've seen some gubbins in our, in our, during our banter years at Hearts and we've seen some pretty amazing wins. It's going to be a tough game. It is huge. And again, mate, I'm, I'm pretty much repeating what you just said. If we get a result on um, Sunday, get the three points, you would fancy Rangers for the next three games after that, being at home to, to take maximum points. So it is important. Um, it's an important game. Um, I, I think Gio understands what the kind of run that we're about to go through and what we're about the, the kind of amount of fixtures you have to play in December and I think he'll be he'll have looked at this pretty much from the start and went right we've got a, a trip to Hearts and this is one that we're going to need to be firing for uh, I'm really looking forward to it I really am I, I do not like 12 noon kickoffs anytime never mind on a Sunday but I am really looking forward to the game uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching it and I, I just hope for a big performance but I I'll probably get a wee bit nervous about this one um, just because I feel like it is it, it, because of what's coming up after uh, the fact of the, the kind of home games uh, I feel like it's going to be quite a massive game but I am I am buzzing to see it, I'm buzzing to see what team we do and I'm buzzing to see more football under Geo so bring it on Yeah no, it's, it's, it's a big game and um, it's almost difficult to think I should be fair but yeah, I think as long as we don't concede first to Rangers, I think if we concede first, it could be difficult for us. But um, yeah, I, I trust in Gio the way we've been playing. I, I think Rangers are more than capable of going to Tain Castle and getting the result as he did at uh, Easter Road. So we'll uh, we'll come on to the teams and a scoreline and a first goal scorer. So I'll start off first with my team. Um, I'd be surprised if we're not very similar, to be honest. I'm going... McGregor and goal, back four of Tav, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, midfield three of Kamara, Davis, Arfield, and up front, I'm going for the, the three that I've wanted all season in Ryan Kent, Morelos, and Sakala. And I'm going to go, I think we will concede. I think it'll be 2 1 Rangers, Morelos, first goal scorer. Um, Carney, I'll come back to you. What's your team scoreline and first goal scorer? Um, different from yours, mate. Um, not by much. Uh, same back five. Um, I think that's inevitable that we've all picked the same back five. Uh, Kamara, Arfield, Aribo, Kent, Morelos and Sakala. But I think you'll play Hadji and not play Sakala. But oh, Christ, that's... I missed Aribo out. Fuck. No, you didn't. <laughs> did you? I did. Aye. Oh, no, you didn't. No, you need to stick with me. No, Davis, Davis is out for a Rebo. Sorry, that's my team there. Sorry. Yeah, so is that the same as mine now? I think so, yeah. What's your, what's your front? My front three was um, Kent, Morelos, Sakala. And Kamara, Arfield, Maribo. Yeah. 
Yeah, Shane's my team. Yeah, I'll I can't believe I missed a Rebo out. God, he's I my really man. I, I, didn't even, out. I didn't even notice. Did any of you notice? Right? Do you notice? Or should you notice that? I didn't no, notice. I didn't. I didn't register with me. No. Oh, uh, I'll go. I'll go two 0 and I'll go Kent to score first. And um, Joe Rebo, I know you're watching this podcast. I do apologise for that. For forgetting about you, that you can kiss, you can kiss that cardboard cut out, mate. After it, go back. I will. I'll do it straight. I'll do it straight after this. Um, Ryan, what's your team score and first goal score? Um, same back four and goalkeeper. Kamara centre mid, Lundstrom next to him, Arfield to the right, and I have gone Kent, Morelos. And then he'll stick with Hadji, despite I think Hadji was poor last night or Thursday night. Um, and yeah, as I said, Aribo will be in the team, but obviously that's because I'm a big Aribo fan. If you can send that cardboard cut out down to me, Ali, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, that's, that's mine, Ryan. <laughs> I'll buy you one for Christmas, right? <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, Scotia, your team scoreline and first goal scorer. Ryan, you didn't do your scores. Yeah. No, you didn't do your scores, did you, Ryan? Oh, oh, apologies, I'm going 2-0. Um, Alfie to score first. I'll take that. Score shot. Yeah, so same back five as the rest of you. Midfield of Kamara and... This is the one I'm struggling with because I thought Lundstrom was really good midweek. I think it might be Arfield. And then Hadji, Aribo, Kent and Morelos. Up front and 2 0 as well, and a Rebo first goal scorer. Yeah, I'll take any one of these score lines, lads. Yes, all, me too. Any one of them is fine. <laughs> I, I, will, I will take the exact same what happened Easter Road, a terrible game, and Rangers get a penalty in the last five minutes and win it. I do not care as long as Rangers win, that is all that matters on Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's us, lads. So, um, I would like to thank. My three guests that I've had on the show today. Um, first of all, we'll start with uh, Scotia. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah, cheers. It's good discussing that. These are coming really thick and fast as well, so there's no time to prepare. It's brilliant. I love it. Just constantly speaking about Rangers. Yep. And uh, Ryan, obviously you've got uh, some new football boots to, to buy for your boys this weekend. Hi, they're already bought, hence why I won't be going to the pub this evening. Um, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> But um, I wish the game. I wish the game was tomorrow. I'm absolutely choking for it. I can't wait. I'm really excited, and it feels like a big game. Hope everybody enjoys it. Um, enjoy your weekend, lads. Yep, and um, Scott Carney. Yeah, I'm not. I don't often look forward to working a Saturday, but I am working on Saturday, so it kind of takes up that middle of the day bit where you're literally not really much to do when you're waiting for Rangers to play on a Sunday. So maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise. But yeah, no good chat tonight, lads. Um, really looking forward to Sunday. I really am. I can't wait for Sunday. I'll take any win. Any win will do. That's uh, so all I'm really bothered about. And yeah, uh, just. Before, I don't know if you're going to do this, Ali. There's still tickets for our live show. The link's below if you want to buy um, a ticket for a live show. And to help with Ryan's um, boots and to buy his kid boots, you can become a Club at 22 supporter and you can join our channel for only 99p. Cheers, mate. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, you actually, actually beat me too out there, Carney. But um, I can tell you've done that quite a few times in this podcast. But yeah, no, the, the live show is at the Viceroy on January the 14th. Um, it should be a good night. Scotia has actually um, said he would buy everyone a pint as well when you come, so that'll be <laughs> yes. good. 
Uh, <laughs> it's like one of two jokes with you, Ali, and they're wearing thin. <laughs> Sorry, Scotch, I'll, I'll... Yeah. But, um, no, it'll be... We have, it'll mentioned, be... We, have, we have mentioned before, Scotch, when Ali gets a joke, he grinds it until it's dust. Literally yeah. until <laughs> it's dust. Like, hey, dad jokes, you get with crackers and all that. Uh, no. <laughs> but, um, but, no, yeah, no, it'll, it'll be a good night. And, um, obviously, talking about Rangers, January break when there's no football as well, so... Why not come down, spend five pounds, and um, listen to us talk about the Rangers? And you can ask us some any question you want. Um, but yeah, obviously, if you could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and if you could subscribe to YouTube as well. Obviously, we're growing quite well on YouTube at the moment, um, which has been fantastic. And we thank everyone for your support. So we have been Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you after the Hearts game on Sunday. Goodbye. <laughs>